What's wrong? So, you okay? No, I'm okay. I just I feel bad that I was late because hey, you specifically requested that we start early, and I just was like doo doo doo, and I got here hey, a little what? earlier than normal time, but still late. I would have been worried if you showed up drunk early. Oh. And you weren't doit the doying. I would have said there's something wrong with Ben. <laughs> He's not doit the doying. Yeah. Well, a lot <laughs> so, of sh- a lot of shit's going on. Glad this to week. see you're um just back to your normal self. Yeah, back to my normal self. The new Volvo's treating me well. There was a Volvo just like it behind me on the drive. It was these two women with shaved heads, and I turned around and I waved. Who are you calling? Ghostbusters. Hey, Grandma. Yeah, can you come pick me up? He's <clears throat> he's talking about the Volvo again. Yeah, no. I mean, it's been like three weeks in a row. Yeah, he talked about it on 8-Ball, too. This guy's calling his grandma. Hey, he won't sh- She answered the phone real fast. <laughs> also, this guy's got his grandma's phone number memorized. Okay, just call me when you're outside. What, do you think? what were you saying? What was that? So you're getting picked up? No, I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> these t- I turned around and I waved and they gave me a wave. It's a whole thing, dude. Oh. I already got complimented. This old man stopped me at the grocery store and told me wh- how beautiful it was. An old man in a Tesla. <laughs> Who are you calling now? What? You just dialed like five, 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 five. No, I didn't. I, hey, Dad, have you <clears throat> have you heard from Grandma? She leave yet? No, because he's still talking about it. Okay. Right, so anyway, this old man in a Tesla on the freeway like gave me a wave and said, "Wow!" He like mimed with his mouth. Wow, that's nice. And I said, thank you. I pointed and I gave him a thumbs up. And then I crashed into him, drove him off the road. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, so my car's totaled. <laughs> <laughs> that was short-lived. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Thank God I just got it insured. It's just for the audio listener. I just picked some schmutz out of my ear, as if Emil never does that. I actually clean my ears once a week now because of you. Once a week? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's about right. I do it with the Q-tips. Man, how great would it be to invent a brand that becomes the name of the thing? Kleenex. Oh, yeah. Anyway, hey Glenn, <laughs> everybody. There's a disclaimer. You got to check it. It's in the description box. You got to click the more button to expand it and read that. I've been thinking a lot about the guy, the first guy who stacked the washer and dryer. Mm-hmm. Come on. That specifically? Really? What a legend. Yeah. My little brother likes to text me ideas that he's got for inventions. And uh, I always have to rain on his parade because a cursory Google search usually shows that it either exists or has been tried or, or whatever. Or tried and failed. So one, he texted me and goes, hey, what about... A washer and dryer all in one. And I was, I, I'm even stupid. Don't I'm like, those exist? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they absolutely yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, Nate, I'm sorry, but uh, this exists. Oh, dang it. But the stacking. The stacking is. Who unreal. was the guy who said, put these on top of each other? You're wasting so much space. It was Willie B. Stack. Willie B. Stacks. Yeah. We'll all be stacked. 
It's exactly right. <laughs> hey, do you see this this first headline about people getting paid? Oh yeah, so this I wanted to show you. Did you? We got to find some people. I know. So okay, and and this this article is kind of saying that it's unethical, and Fuck so basically, that. shut up. Podcast guests are paying up to fifty thousand dollars to appear on popular shows, and they're calling it payola because you know you don't know that you're basically getting paid content. And I'd just like to say, if you would like to come on the show and you have fifty thousand dollars laying around, we have, we'll do it for fifteen, <laughs> yeah, twenty grand. We have no qualms. You got some dog shit company to promote? We'll promote it, yeah. but we'll wink and nod to the audience <laughs> that, like, hey, you guys, we're just doing this for some payola, <laughs> you know? All those, all those, uh, <laughs> all those business people who were sliding in our DMs for the yeah, longest what are we time. Doing? Why don't they offer money? Well, well, maybe that's part. Yeah, seriously, lead with that. You're yeah. supposed to be good at business. <laughs> They're like, shit. I've I've helped over ten thousand people, and it's like, yeah. how much are you gonna give us? Oh, you've helped over ten thousand people. Name them all. Yeah, why don't you help over two people? Yeah, help two people. <laughs> Me and Ben. Yeah, give us give us money. Yeah, go uh, pay to play, pay for play podcasting. Look, all we want is some pay, and we'll give you a little play. Yeah, hell, we'll pay you to come on and play with us. Wait, <laughs> yes. no, wrong. That's the wrong way. But we would do that. Oops. Too. Yeah, we would. Knowing us, we would accidentally be like, "Okay, here you go. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for coming on." Wait, Shit. What's that stack of cash right there? Did someone pay you? How come I didn't get any money? Oh, uh, we do have a guest coming later, and I, oh, yeah. cool. Okay, so I'll probably get later. mine later then. Maybe. That's not for both of us, right? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, so just just making sure. Okay. So I'll get my own ten thousand dollars. Yep. Hmm. Oh boy, what's going on? We got a lot to cover. Wait, wait. I want you to yeah, yeah I want you to tell me about HKD because this is uh, <laughs> this is the big story. Everyone's talking about it. You're not going to acknowledge what I just did because even I'm like that was fucking weird. <laughs> Tell me about HKD. Okay. Well, so uh if you've been if you are at all following the stock market, you've probably seen headlines about this company called HKD. The ticker symbol is HKD. Uh it probably stands for Hunk. Yeah. My uh, Twitter was blowing up. I was everyone was talking about the next AMC or or uh GME. Game stuff. Yeah. The next uh you know, this this will make Wall Street betters cry and shit their pants <laughs> yeah well it it i don't know who it made uh i don't know anybody who made money on this thing but uh basically hkd is a brand new hong kong based ipo they were trying to raise they raised a hundred and like a hundred only ipo'd like two weeks ago right? <clears throat> yeah probably like two or three weeks ago they raised 125 million dollars and uh, quote, they provide investment banking and asset management services to clients. Straightforward enough. Sure. I think it's kind of like a, 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 it's a fintech play. But they have a parent company. That, so the name of the company is AMTD Digital. And they're based out of Hong Kong, like I said. But there's also, so AMTD Digital also has its own ticker symbol, AMTD. Right. And I got lucky. I I bought it at like two bucks, and I flipped some to ten. And I woke up and was like, "Whoa, this is did cool!" That, did that one also just IPO? No, okay. that one's been around. Okay, but HKD IPO'd, and it went from about fifteen dollars per share to I think a height of like twenty five hundred dollars per Jesus. share. But here's the catch: like it it was so illiquid, 
it was not the spread between the bid and the ask, the bid being the lowest uh, price anyone's willing to pay and the ask being the lowest anyone's willing to sell or the highest someone's willing to bid, sorry, to pay and the lowest someone's willing to sell. And usually you want to see the spread between those two be like a penny or a buck, depending on how much the stock is. But what the, was the, spread here? the spread here was like two, three hundred bucks. Okay. So like the lowest, the highest bid was like, you know, $2,000 and then the lowest ask was $2,200. And that's, that sucks. That's super illiquid. Okay. So why was this happening? <clears throat> Nobody really knows. Right. That's it's super sketchy. The oddest. Obviously it's, it's what they call a low float play. You know what a float is, right? Tell me. So the float is how many shares are freely tradable that are floating, so to speak. Okay. Like. So with something like this, the float was probably, I don't even know. The float might have been 500. It's probably out by now, but the float was probably 500,000 shares, a million shares. And when there's only that many shares, it's very easy for it to just go to high heaven because lower supply, low supply, high demand combined is like fireworks. But it was also, I mean, this thing went up. That's why I'm speculating that it's super low float because it was su- it went up on super low volume. Volume being how many shares are getting traded and churned and stuff. Okay. Well, I was going to say, it's just so odd because so I've been looking into it and um, <laughs> they even talked to the company and the company said, to our knowledge, there are no material circumstances, events, nor other matters relating to our company's business and operating activities since the IPO date. Yeah. So they're just like, we don't know why this fucking happened. That happens a lot. Whenever a stock just, sometimes when a stock goes absolutely crazy, the company will oftentimes come out and say, we don't really, nothing has materially changed to, uh, we don't know why this is happening, but you know, it's great. And <clears throat> I don't think you said this, but <clears throat> I think briefly it was like the 11th or 13th largest, largest company for, yeah. I don't was, know how long. It was sporting a market cap of $425 billion. Right. So, I mean, it was bigger than, it beat out Costco. Walmart. Shell, Exxon. Yeah. And it only has $25 million in revenue. So, it's just a, f- it's a fucking joke. And it's an embarrass. I think it, it it's an embarrassment to the United States stock market that, like, in Hong Kong, this AMTD company is known, they're like, they're, they've got a reputation for being super sketchy. But hey, if you got the money to list here and you satisfy the basic requirements, yeah, we'll take your money. We'll we'll take your listing fees. We'll uh we'll list your stock. No problem. Like give me a fucking break. Right. Where's the where's the uh not regulation, but this is the problem with doing this early in the morning is my brain not fully on. Right. So vocabulary limited. So it seems like it's obviously gonna go Back down pretty quickly. So should we all be shorting HKD or what? <clears throat> That's a great question. Um, shorting a stock like this is next to impossible. Why is that? Okay, so first of all, there's no options traded on this thing. So if you wanted to buy put options, for example, you're shit out of luck because there's no options market for it yet. Uh, second, so this is a stock that's uh, they, it's called hard to borrow in because shorting, as you remember, is borrowing shares, mm-hmm. selling them first, and then buying them back right. to close out the trade. Well, <clears throat> HKD was really hard to borrow, meaning not a whole lot of brokerages had shares available to borrow to short it. Fine. So what you do in that situation, a trader like me, 
you try to locate shares. So there's like a specific thing in my little trade terminal where I go to the short locate window. And I, Have you tried? Yes. So I tried yesterday or two days ago, three days ago for you guys. Because you actually wanted to short it? I did. I was like, okay, this is because by then <clears throat> on Tuesday, everybody was talking about how ob- like everybody started to kind of do their own research. And then on FinTwit, on finance Twitter, it was just, yeah, this is a total scam. It's bullshit. Nobody really knows why it's up. And it's gonna come back down to earth. Like, right. this is ridiculous. So I pull up my thing to locate shares, and the minimum that I was able to locate was 100 shares. And I thought, all right, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll do that. The borrow cost. So with a high-risk stock like this, the brokerage to sort of cover their own ass, because this is a stock that would bankrupt you. If you get caught short and it squeezes on you, you could be so fucked. And if you don't have the assets to cover, you know, the brokerage is also on the line. Right. Or on the hook. Why? Because they think it could shoot up even more? You just never know. I guess. Well, because then it could also get halted. It could get halted for a month. Right. And if you're, so the borrow cost for 100 shares was like $7,300. Damn. That's how much I would have to pay just for the privilege of borrowing those shares. Right. And if it gets halted, that's $7,300 every day. Until it opens, at which point, yeah, it would likely open down 80%, and then I would clean up. But still, it's just, it's it's so risky, you just never know what's going to happen. Do it. So, uh, well, and at my firm, I'm capped at a $500 borrow rate. Wow. So it was way beyond the scope of what I'm, my, the parameters of right. my risk stuff. But, uh, so I even, I even emailed my, like, risk manager guy, this guy, Derek, um, I traded a place called T3, by the way. I don't know if I've ever really talked about it. I think you've talked about it a little T3, bit. T3, yeah, they're well, great. Because we've had Glenn on. Yeah. Oh, right, right, yeah. Um, but so I had my risk manager guy, Derek, and I emailed him and said, hey, can I, I want a short HKD. Can I Um, Can I get like my Oh, damn, you really wanted thing? to do this. Yeah, I, well, I was curious. I'm like, can I, because I could locate the 100 shares, but I was maybe only going to actually short 50. And he goes, why would you want to do that? The spread is like two hundred dollars, and the borrow cost is like over seven thousand dollars. And you were like, Derek, and I, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I said, Derek, shut up for a minute, and can you please just let me shut do my thing? Shut the fuck up. No, but he, because I was like, ah, man, I gotta short this fucking thing, man. Um, I was like on Beetlejuice mode, just like, hey, babes, come on, man. And uh, he talked some sense into me very easily. I just rolled over like a fucking or folded like a cheap suit as they say i've never heard that but you've never heard, heard that expression folded, folded like, like a cheap, cheap suit? suit folded like a cheap suit huh so anyway <laughs> derek talked me out of it i didn't do it it dropped i think can we see what it's at today i think it's probably down to like eight hundred dollars 570 holy shit holy yesterday shit. It was at like 1100 babu yeah what's the how much is it down just today if you hit the one day 50 percent. fuck derek you piece fuck! of shit now call Derek right now. Derek could kick my ass. Derek is like a is like a jujitsu champion. I don't care. He just lost me lunch money. <laughs> well, that's so that was the thing. I was like, ah, well, because that's also the thing. You short it, but then if the stock spikes twenty percent, you're you're getting a margin call. That's that's like twenty percent or so. I I don't really short that often. Straight up stock, I usually buy puts. But if it were to jump, if one dipshit out there were to slap the ask. And and have the the price go up. Could that level. could Wall Street betters start fucking with it? 
Or is this? Yeah, but I you'd be fucking stupid too. Like there was one guy who bought. I think he posted on Wall Street Bet saying that he bought it at the top, and now he's down because he was hoping for a double. You sounds, fucking sounds moron! Like, but <clears throat> there was a lot of weird. I was on Reddit and uh, I saw a Wall Street Bet. They were, they were kind of shitting all over it. They were like, "This isn't what we're about. This is a Chinese scam." Damn. Well, I mean, good for and them. And I guess <clears throat> I think guess. they. Because now the guy, the guy who started Wall Street Bets, I guess, goes on to um, mainstream media outlets. He's no longer really associated with it. He yeah, I think they get rides. Pi- the, yeah, they get pissed at him. I think they're like, we don't fuck with traditional media. Yeah, we're bigger than that. So AMTD though, this guy, um, I think so. We've talked about Citron on the show, who is a famous short seller. There are there are these famous short selling groups whose entire MO is researching companies, compiling just all sorts of damning... Uh, oh, are they the ones who like basically blew up during GameStop? And then yes basically no. kind of like bowed out of the whole... Or who was that? That was Citron. Citron said that they were no longer going to be like openly, right. publicly shorting stuff. But there's Citron, there's Muddy Waters, there's another one called Hindenburg Research, but this are guy... Those- what? <laughs> These are just like- Is that a joke? No. Hindenburg? Yeah, no. Because Hindenburg crashed and burned. Yeah, yeah. You know, famously. They're making a joke. I don't know if they're making a joke by naming themselves that. They're just referencing a disaster. That would be like in 50 years calling your research company 9-11 Research, you know? But so anyway. But but it's got to be somewhat tongue in cheek. Of course it is. Yeah. It's called Hindenburg. Right, right, right. Yeah. But you're like, I don't know if they're making, imagine walking, 50 years from now, you're walking into my 9-11 research group (laughs) and someone's like, this is like kind of a joke, right? You're like, no. Well, I just wouldn't go as far. It's 9-11 research group. I wouldn't say it's calling it a joke because then that implies that they're just fucking around and like, hey, we're Hindenburg. No, No, they're. They're making a joke though. Okay, sure. They're making a joke. (laughs) We're getting caught up on semantics here. <laughs> one of the guys, one of the guys from Hindenburg, I believe it was Hindenburg, pointed out that uh, which is famously a joke name. <laughs> pointed out that AMTD has a past. If you click the link there, AMTD is sketchy, and every IPO they've underwritten has collapsed. Um, yeah, and this his <laughs> this guy's at is Clarity Toast. Um, Every IPO we could find that was underwritten by AMTD has collapsed. Its new issues have regularly been accused of serious fraud. In several instances, IPO proceeds were routed back to AMTD through suspicious bond deals. So here are some of the ticker symbols that they have uh, taken public. Oh, Oh, man, I I remember Tiger and at the bottom. I got my money tied up in a lot of these. I'm just seeing this for the first time. Well, (laughs) it's interesting. I mean, HKIB... Is only down 1.3% since oh, thank IPO. God. QFIN is only down 15%. Okay, but I don't have any of those. I'm kind of, I'm more in WEI. Yeah, 90, down lot, 98%. I got a lot in Moho. <laughs> Moho is down 98%. Sorry about that, dude. <laughs> Duo a- is down uh, 81%. Lizzie, down 90%. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty, it looks pretty bad. If you go, what's the first tweet in this thread? Yeah, it's uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, the company is 88.7% owned by AMTD, a sketchy Hong Kong-based underwriter that uh, Hindenburg... Yeah, it is Hindenburg. If you scroll down, let's see what other tweets he had said. 
I'm just curious. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, here we go. Uh, it, they've been regularly, repeatedly accused of serious fraud domestically in Hong Kong. Um, and then, like you said, as is all too common, the firm has found a welcome home in the U.S. where it continues to list absolute trash on our, quote, premier exchanges. So here's this guy. Um, this the uh, Calvin Choi. So it looks like this is an ad on a street somewhere in Hong Kong, maybe? Yeah. Accusing Calvin Choi of defaulting on his debt. And the banner reads, Calvin Choi, father and son, work together to steal massive amount of capital from stock investors. Ironclad evidence shows Calvin Choi scammed my money. Investors lost everything. U.S. listed HKIB, Singapore listed HKB, stock fraud. Please confess to Securities and Futures Commission, an independent commission against corruption. Wow. Yeah, look at that. That is the chairman. Hey, we got to teach these guys about word economy. I'm not going to stop and read that. You know what I'm saying? Just say like <laughs> liar or something. <laughs> so who the fuck knows? It's like how those guys on the street in New York who are like, they've got like something they need you to see. And it's this, this sign Paragraph. with like, yeah, tiny writing. And it's like, you know, the CIA scrambled my brain and now they're taking yeah. my dog to the. Wait, but so is this something that could continue to happen? Is this something that could keep happening? Yeah, absolutely. There, and stuff, shit like this happens regularly. There will be just one, there will be one stock that just goes further than anybody thought it could. I, I wish I had ticker symbols at the ready to give you because there were a few that I even played. Do people eventually figure like, out why? Does, does it, Well, it's does usually something... a combination of shorts getting squeezed because they step in too early to try to short it. And then it just, you know, fucking takes off. Sometimes it happens over a longer period of time. Like NIO, NEO, mm -hmm. went from two bucks. Is that bucks. the car company? That is the Chinese yeah, yeah. EV uh, manufacturer. It went from like two bucks and it took months, but then it finally got up to like five and then it got up to like 10 and then it just fucking broke out for like two months. It just made its way up to, I want to say 70 bucks or something like that. So... But that seems like nothing compared to this. Yeah, there you go. After two weeks of just... Yeah, look at that. It's squeezed in 2020. I mean, everything squeezed in 2020. But, right. Um, yeah, so it happens, and then usually what you get is people, pumpers in Wall Street Bets types, trying to find similar tickers and then banding together and buying them so that it gives the the impression that there's sudden buying volume. And then so their hope is that everybody else thinks, oh, this is the next HKD. This is the next whichever one. And that can happen, but just I would say be careful if you're doing that because if you're trying to chase – because sometimes they do run in like sectors. So like if you get, for example, some random solar stock – that goes nuts, that's a low float solar stock, people will start to look for other low float solar right. stocks that might have a similar... Everyone's chasing the next one. Everybody's chasing the next one. Absolutely. It happens. So, yeah. Other low floaters... It, low float, squeezy stocks like that happens regularly. It's it's just a matter of getting lucky enough to catch one. There was... um. Is that a technical term? Low float, squeezy stocks? Yeah, that's the official tech. Come on down for low float squeezy stocks. <laughs> Wait, come on down to what's the what's the firm's name? Come on down to nine eleven security. Come on down, <clears throat> we're down here at nine eleven research. We got low float squeezy stocks. 
9-11 securities is the only wait, wait, wait. <laughs> there used to be there was this there was this there was this uh car dealership in Long Beach. No relation to that 9-11, but come on down to 9-11 <laughs> squeezy stocks. <laughs> there was this guy named Cal Worthington. He had Worthington Ford in Long Beach. And he used to have these commercials. He would wear a cowboy hat and the music. I was trying to do that. Come on down to 911 Stocks where we got, you know, stock. We got low float. We got squeezy stock. We got call option stocks. Or that's low not float. Even a thing. The lowest, floatiest, squeeziest stocks you've ever seen. We got floats as low as 500,000, 200,000, 100,000. 100,000. Stairs. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, Cal Worthington. Ooh, 1984. That's the year of my Volvo. There he is. Look at Are you he's kidding me? He was like the OG. Dude, the fucking 1970s. Oh, just scrub through the so middle hard. of this. It's it, He was really cool. I don't know if I'd say cool, but. Yep. Four, come on down off the 405 at Bellflower Boulevard. Jesus. Yeah. Let's play a little bit of him. I want to see. I want to hear this guy. A new car or truck for about half price. Well, friends, let me tell you something. There's a law in California that says if you register a car and drive it on. Amazing. Friends, let me tell you something. Dude, I fucking. They don't make them like that anymore, man. Just like a slick used car dealer. Look up Crazy Gideon real fast. There was this guy who who also was local. Um, He had a. He had these commercials. I'm crazy, Gideon. I sell you the electronics. He's an electronics guy. And was this Long Beach? I think it was Long Beach or Hawaiian Gardens or something. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> yes, dude. Fuck yes, dude. Yes, dude. This guy rocks. I love you. Wow. Dude, this is what people don't realize. We may be crazy, but we're not stupid. We may be crazy, but we're not stupid. Oh yeah, well, this is what we lost LA. when. Uh, this is what we've lost with all of the monopolization and uh, consolidation of everything. You yeah. used to have crazy, giddy. just insane small businesses. You used to have Armenian immigrants who found the American dream with electronic stores. Can how and many views did that have? Now you just get. All right, that's how you know it's good when it's got less than a hundred thousand. And now you just get Best Buy. Yeah, and you got to talk to some high school kid on summer break who doesn't want to be there. All right, dude. I used to scam. You're like, is this a good speaker? I uh, when I was a kid, I would scam. It was, I think, at the time, Circuit City or the Wow Store. It was called. Did you guys have the Wiz? Nobody beats the Wiz. No, but I've heard of that. Yeah. So I used to love buying the Sony Walkman, the disc, the CD player. You used and, to love buying it? How many times would you buy it? Well, so I buy <laughs> one. I bought one, and I bought the like one-year warranty that covered everything. And the warranty was like 50 bucks or whatever. And I read the warranty, and it was just, it said, if if it stops working for any reason. So I would wait till the newer, flashier model. So you model. were just always a little freak, reading fine print. Let me tell you what I did. <laughs> so I would wait until the new model would come out, and then I would just like take a knife and scratch the laser Jesus. eye thing on the thing and then I would go into the store and say my CD player stopped working here's my warranty and then they would naturally say they can't the warranty d- dictates that they can't give me a lesser version they have to give me the better version so then they would give me the the new nice one and then uh, uh, uh. check the warranty sir hey crazy gideon 
You're gonna go. You're gonna want to go ahead and. Oh, you never do it to an independent store like that. But yeah, then I did it. uh, I think I did it two more times. But then the joke was on me because I upgraded to a a mini disc player, and then those just became obsolete. Yeah, you were scratching them, and they were like, "Sir, we don't make another model." (laughs) (laughs) I think it's also it's funny because they weren't like iPhones where like the upgrades were like. You know, we moved the buttons to the side. No, they were tight. They had these little <laughs> remote controls that were long oh, yeah, you tubes, gotta have and it those. felt like a bomb detonator. That. It was so cool. It felt like a bomb. Yeah, so I'd be sitting there listening to Limp Biscuit, just going, I'm about to blow. <laughs> also, I just would never know when the new models drop. Oh, I, every Sunday, you get, the, you get the color ads in the newspaper. And it would be like, new Sony Walkman. Yeah, I wasn't reading the newspaper. Oh, man. And Sony was just, they had the sexiest hardware. They were just so cool, these old uh, Walkmans. One time I remember. That's why Steve Jobs loved them so much. He wanted to emulate Sony hardware because they had really beautiful industrial designers. Or like design. I don't know if their designers were hot. That's That's what he was going for? Yeah. He loved Sony stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Steve Jobs. What's that? This is Steve Jobs, what he does on his book cover. Just like gripping oh. his chin in the tiniest way. One would say when you do this, you're on Steve Jobs mode. What make, were you going to say? Make it look like I'm, I don't know, I forget. Anyway. Make it look oh. like I'm thinking. Hey, Crypto Corner. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. We skip it every week. But we're not this time. But not this time. But we're going to just burn through it because who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's starting to feel that way. Uh, like the more it's either it's either horrible, sad stories. Whoa, which whoa, we'll, dude, that's FUD. We'll get to that too. But Elmer FUD. This, I, I, I found this story of Vitalik Buterin, the founder of ETH, and um, calling Michael Saylor a clown very funny because who and Michael Saylor's like a Bitcoin maximalist, and so he basically retweets this tweet about note. <laughs> Vitalik says, "Why do maximalists? Oh wait, go back real quick. Why do maximalists keep picking heroes that turn out to be total clowns?" And I was like, "Oh shit! Like fucking drama. I got to see what's going on." Yeah, I truly can't even tell. Noted cypherpunk Michael Saylor on why ETH is inherently unethical because its existence violates securities laws which have their basis in the Ten Commandments. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> and there's a, and I'm like, no way I'm watching this fucking video. And, and the just thumbnail like, is all four of these guys talking with their fucking laser Yeah, they eyes. all have laser eyes, and it's just like, God, you guys are breaking down the uh, fucking Old Testament. Wait, let's try to understand this. So cypherpunk, first of all, is what, what like, wannabe Neo matrix guys in the 90s used exactly. to call like, themselves they they were cypherpunks like that's what a cypherpunk is yeah michael saylor is a noted cypherpunk yeah i mean he was a yeah it's any individual advocating widespread use of strong cryptography and privacy enhancing technologies the old school internet guys were all about privacy they were yeah. hardcore like libertarian right right <clears throat> do whatever you want the internet is going to change everything but so, wait, what did that, uh, oh yeah, Michael Saylor, is he on there? Cypherpunks, Mark Andreessen, Julian. Julian Assange, you know. Wow, there's a lot of cypherpunks. Damn, dude, these are, this is what I would call noted cypherpunks. Yeah, wow, they are certainly noted. So, what did, what is, so, on why Ethereum is, in, it's inherently unethical because its existence violates securities laws. 
And those laws have, have their been, basis in the Ten Commandments. But d- d- hasn't Christ Michael on the Saylor, cross. Hasn't Michael Saylor been on the hook for like huge violations of securities laws? I don't even know why for like misappropriation of funds. Like way back in the day, like in the early 2000s. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When MicroStrategy was. But maybe he's uh, born again or something, and now he's like, you you cannot violate the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. I violate them all the time. I I be coveting. Just uh, God bless you guys. I hope you guys will figure out whether the Ten Commandments were actually guidelines on how to be cool. Nobody really knows this. Nobody talks about this. You're supposed to lie. You're supposed to covet. You're supposed to dishonor your parents. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of them. You're supposed to. Okay. Don't kill. Thou, thou shalt not murder. But are you lie. supposed to do that one? Uh, Well, yeah, you're supposed to kill your parents. Right. That's are like, you we got st- two covered wrapped in one. Are you supposed to steal? What, what Was Moses the one who brought him down? Yeah. Okay. So lying, so it's old, stealing. Old, Fuck, I don't want to look. You're not supposed to, they quizzed me on this in Hebrew school, I remember. No no false gods. I, I knew that one, but I'm I'm just looking. All right, here, you look and I'll I'll do it. No false gods. Gods. Ethereum totally Yeah, what is that? That's what's crazy. like how does that have no, anything to do with time? All right, but anyway. You shall not take the Lord name of the Lord your God in vain. Watch me. God damn it. I forget the Sabbath all the time. So Yeah, crypto's having a bit of a weird moment, but the the other, the big one is we haven't really gotten to. I've been wanting to talk about this. Well, Michael Saylor also stepped down from MicroStrategy. Did he? Yeah, and MicroStrategy stock went up as a result. Interesting. Which is always funny, and it's gotta hurt him when you step down, and then this everybody basically yeah. goes, "Whoo, good job, great, let's get the fucking stock up." Yeah, Vlad. Because they in. they want anybody else. Yeah, Vlad. We'll get to we'll you get in a to second. You. Friend of the pod. We know, we know he watches every week. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> no. Ha ha ha. Uh. Uh. Ha ha. I did just uh fart in my trousers. He definitely calls pants trousers. Vlad. <laughs> he he was a sweet man. He was. He's nice. a very nice guy. Yeah. What is this anti fud coin? No, no, no. But I just wanted to because the Celsius. Bankruptcy proceedings have been going on for a while, and um, for those of you who don't, who don't know, they, for weeks when it looked like it was going bad, people who were investing in uh, Celsius, their funds were locked. They weren't able to access them. This is why we use Fahrenheit. <laughs> Go on. Their funds were locked. And now they're <clears throat> going through bankruptcy proceedings, Chapter 11, and they are... Customers are customers are wondering if they'll ever either get partially made whole or fully made whole or get nothing at all, and it's absolutely heartbreaking because these customers there's I think there's over a million of them. Mm. They are writing into they're writing letters to the judge, right? And they're just they're so sad. Uh, like you know, because the problem was Celsius. I mean, it was so shady. Even once they, they're not only being, they're not only going through bankruptcy proceedings, they're also being sued by one of their um, investment managers for right. being a Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm really curious what's going to happen there. But once they froze funds for weeks, they were still advertising, getting people try, get, get, trying no to get people way. to buy in. Yeah, even and though were they people knew, putting money in. Yeah, and they were getting it <laughs> locked out. So, you know, people are talking about, you know, Celsius continued to tell people they were better than a bank, safer, with better returns, as well as tell us that they had billions in liquid cash. 
They severely impacted both financial, both my financial and mental health. People are, I mean, some of this is really sad. You know, Jean Savelle, who described herself as a little retired old lady living on a fixed income, said she turned to Celsius in search of a way to supplement her monthly social security check to stretch mm-hmm. her dollar and record amid yeah. record levels of inflation. I am 75 years old, a retired research scientist, and have been investing for well over 50 years. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, it's, it's really tragic. Yeah. California resident Stephen Brauver said he has less than $1,000 left in his Wells Fargo checking account. Now his, his only source of funds to provide for his family since Celsius suspended all withdrawals. There's absolutely no way that I can continue to provide without access to my assets at Celsius. This is an emergency situation. Simply to keep a roof over my head, family, and food on their table, I need that money. I mean, I feel terribly for someone like that, but at the same time... Part of my brain goes to, you were so irresponsible. You should not have put all of your eggs into this one basket. What are you thinking, dude? <clears throat> sure. But, I mean, and that's the thing. They were going on and combating all of this FUD. You yeah. know, the guy, I'm for, I'm blanking on his name now, uh, Moran, Adam something. Moran. Uh, he basically, he would do like weekly AMAs. So, can't believe that they lied to us on the weekly AMA about not trusting banks while <laughs> along they were... They were wolves in sheep clothing, false promises and misleading information. I'm mentally unstable. Family are distraught with my decisions of trusting Celsius Ugh. and promising that a, them a better future. So as this is all going on, everyone, everyone's screaming like, what the hell are you guys doing with our money? They're doing all these things to be like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, Relax. We're, we're safer. We're sa- yeah. And I guess, yeah. So I to better understand where that person and a lot of these people's heads were at is these Celsius was advertised in a very sleek way. Yeah. And it was backed by serious people and it it made you believe that everything was on the up and up and yeah, I was mean, fine and there was a lot of money in these things. They looked like uh sure bets. And they were promising huge yields. Yeah. Like things you can't Yeah. I mean again, it probably seemed too good to be true. If it's too good if it sounds too good <laughs> right. to be true, it probably is period but for a time they were paying those out sure but it's just yeah the ride's gonna stop the ride eventually stops um good god so uh, i hope those people get everything i I hope they get made whole and then i hope they get damages on top of it but who knows how long this will get drawn out i don't think they will yeah well they should just kill the guys responsible then Sure. <laughs> but maybe the judge will just order him killed. You know what? We're not going to do this. <laughs> we're, we're kill him. Just kill, kill him. him. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a comment if you know what movie that's from. Do you think people will get it? Yeah. Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> Anybody back there know? They, I think they'll get it because we, we mention the movie constantly. There's a running yeah. joke that we do yeah. of... And I won't say what it is. No, 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 because then we'll give away the movie. <laughs> what but, is it? Why don't you eat up and we'll tell you? Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. gave away the movie, yeah, though. People don't remember that. But anyway, you, we've been meaning to talk about this for a while. What? And I, no, no, the Celsius thing. And I want oh. to, I just want to keep, we're going to keep our eye on it and we'll talk about it as uh, things progress. I'm really curious what's going to happen. And not only this, but also the uh, Ponzi scheme lawsuit. And then the last thing with Crypto Corner, you were talking about FUD. Yeah. Someone put out. There is now an anti-fud coin, oh, that's and it's good. it's really it's really beautiful. Can we zoom in on this? So, Johnny KuCoin, and you guys should follow Molly White if you like crypto stuff. She's great at pointing out all these insane things. But yeah, Johnny KuCoin, 
Johnny Qcoin. Qcoin. So has we? They're launching the FUD coin. FUD benefits no one except the fudders. It misleads investors and harms the industry's image and market confidence. To build a crypto space with less FUD, Qcoin is going to launch an anti-FUD fund. Currently, the fund will mainly focus on. Look at this fucking thing too. It looks like a. Uh, Looks minor like a, league hockey team no it looks like a i was gonna say a gaming and esports team <laughs> anti-fud fund firstly implement anti-fud education online and offline we will leverage our global community in over 20 languages to deliver knowledge including what is fud and how to distinguish it secondly motivate and acclaim industry leaders and influencers who are always responsible, <laughs> delivering trusted information to their audiences and helping them stay away from FUD. Thirdly, effectively trace FUDers who intentionally spread FUD and take legal actions what? against them. But this is what's so, like, <laughs> are FUDers people who are just like, like, are, are people who are writing letters to the judge being like, I lost all my money in this fucking scheme? This is just stupid. Yeah, this is... I am certain that these initiatives can hardly erase all the FUD in our industry. It's basically this 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 initiative is anybody who criticizes crypto in any way, right. we're going to just not do it. We're and because it crypto out. is so imaginative, you could just invent a currency based on an idea. Yeah. Look at Cumcoin and Asscoin and Buttfuckcoin and shit. Yeah, why don't, instead of doing this, why don't you put your effort into uh, making it a more just... Well, this Space is. It's with. getting rid of all the criticism so that it's only good. It, By just having you buy into a new coin? They should call it, it's like horse blinders. They should just call it there horse blinder coin. Don't look at that. Yeah, don't look at that. Yeah, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. This is the, yeah, don't worry hey, about shut that. shut up coin. for a minute and don't worry about that. God damn. These do you want to get rich or not? I mean, I do, as the owner of Bitcoin. As an owner of Bitcoin. As an own, owner, of the Bitcoin. owner of Bitcoin. I do own it, but... <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, Satoshi. I am Satoshi. Nakamoto. I am Satoshi. Did we want to... Let's skip over the... Pelo we all know that Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan. She basically just said that, hey, we are doing this because America is free and a democracy and Taiwan also is, and it's just a big... Basically, she showed her ass... She showed her asshole to China. And China showed some uh, military strength. Yeah. Milita it was basically, if if we're going to use the ape terminology, what? Nancy Pelosi, well, because, you know, ape, ape strong, whatever, AMC is reporting their earnings today. Good luck to the apes. That's yesterday for you guys, today for us. Um, Nancy Pelosi postured as an ape by like shitting in her hand and throwing it at china that's what she did and china went <laughs> like this and and uh pretty soon we'll all have to uh enlist in the military i'm still eating bananas the way that the apes do it because that is just so smart for sure you know they you know how they do it right yes you told yeah, me i've talked about it that's how i eat bananas too i'm Wait, a good little monkey should we do the trump thing real quick yeah because this is this is beautiful his ex-wife died if ivana trump his first wife the Donald mother Trump? of one of his, two of his children? I thought she was Eric, Donald Trump Jr., and Ivana. Oh, Ivanka. Ivanka? Yeah, that's his daughter's name. As a tax researcher, this is from someone on Twitter named Brooke Harrington. I was skeptical of rumors Trump buried his ex-wife. Well, in yeah, so just, <laughs> if, you didn't, if you didn't see, Trump <laughs> put a little burial plot on his New Jersey golf course and <laughs> buried his ex-wife there. And at first people were like, God, he is a psycho, which he is. But some people started being like, 
I think this is actually a way to get around taxes. And this woman is a tax researcher, and she was like, actually, they're fucking right. So I was skeptical of rumors Trump buried his ex-wife in that sad little plot of dirt on his Bedminster, New Jersey golf course just for tax breaks. But I checked the New Jersey tax code, and folks, it's a trifecta of tax avoidance. Property, income, and sales tax all eliminated. What what taxes so apparently, are associated with... Well, cemeteries apparently are uh, tax-exempt. Cemetery company... Oh, go down. Cemetery company means any individual corporation, partnership, association, or other public or private entity which owns, operates, controls, or manages land or places used for or dedicated for use for burial of human remains. Breathe. So, and it doesn't, apparently it doesn't say how many you need. So there's no real classification other than just having a burial plot. Yeah. On the land. Ah, uh, I see. So the act relieves cemetery companies from the payment of real property taxes on lands dedicated to cemetery purposes, income taxes, sales, and use taxes. So he's effectively able to turn his <laughs> golf course into a cemetery? A yeah, cemetery which is now, company I guess, tax By having free. one dead body? You would think that he would have other dead bodies to stick in that. I uh, don't know if he'll, if he'll actually get away with it, but you got to love the effort. Well, maybe she also loved the Trump golf course. Yeah, in I'm Bedminster, sh- New Jersey. <laughs> I'm sure she said, "Bury me at Trump National." <laughs> also, her pathetic little headstone just says Ivana Trump and two dates. Presumably, the date she was born and the date she died. <laughs> no, nothing about pretty her brutal. Being a mother. Can we go? Yeah. Can we go? I just want to see what else she said in the thread. We'll tack, uh, you know. Yeah, no stipulation regarding a minimum number of human remains necessary for the tax breaks to kick in. Looks like one corpse will suffice fucking wild it's so fucked up that we use so much land just to bury people how narcissistic do you have to be i feel like, like we'll st- i'm gonna no i put me in a box and put me in the dirt like just fucking do whatever you're not around anymore i feel like more and more people will uh cremate yeah i well let's do the let's do the pods thing what's the pods thing where you stick your body <laughs> into a oh into in, like a in big a egg and it turns into a tree yeah yeah i actually want to be turned into a yeah, tree what kind of tree I don't know much about trees, but a nice one. Well, they got roots and they got leaves. I got Some that. of them bear fruit. But I could name trees, but I don't think I'd tell you. I could tell you what they look like. I would be a peach tree. Oh, I never thought about that. Because peaches look like little butts. Okay. And I got a little butt. Imagine you die. I'm your, imagining. Your psychopath ex-husband. You just a tax break for him. My, I get to marry Ivanka Trump? <laughs> I've seen the future. That gives me close access to you know who. Baron. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I just want to play catch with Baron. That's my goal. I just want to, hey, buddy, you want to go? <laughs> he could teach me how to slam dunk. Uh, oh. oh, man. All right. Well, we're pretty much wrapped up. Wait, wait, wait. Well, I do... Mean, do- there was some there was there's a quick little lesson that I wanted to do cuz Uber posted their first cash flow positive quarter for the very first time and it was kind of a blowout quarter for them and the stock rallied. Uh so they they boasted 122 million monthly active users. They claimed uh 382 million dollars in free cash flow on 8.1 billion dollars in revenue which was a 105 in percent increase year over year the the revenues at least. So the interesting thing is the way that they calculate profits, because they're not the only ones to do this. 
their definition of EBITDA. Have you ever heard of EBITDA? I have. I've seen it uh, everywhere. Yeah, it's it's a newish concept, and I didn't know that's how you say it. EBITDA. EBITDA. It, it stands for earnings before interest, taxes. I should wow. know this. I can't remember. Holy shit. D D something and amortization. For the audio listener, Ben's nose is bleeding. We're gonna have to. I think we're gonna have to take a break. <laughs> EBITDA is come on. It is uh, earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, depreciation, and amortization. Excuse me. Okay, so you good? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. So, like for example, in 2020, Uber lost 6.7 billion dollars under normal accounting. That's a pretty rules. good year, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fantastic under normal accounting rules. But they cut it to $2.7 billion using their own special definition under the EBITDA thing. So EBITDA is basically, it's a measure of baseline profits without including any associated costs. Right. It's a bit like our, yeah, don't look at that. As the name says. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, don't look at that coin. It's earnings before, you know, interest, taxes, depreciation, and Yeah, of course. If you want to throw all that in, sure. Yeah, I guess yeah. we had a pretty bad year, yeah, yeah. Rick. That's essentially what it is. So it, it makes it can make a company look better than it actually is. And but have you ever thought about taking out the taxes, depreciation, and amortization? Yeah, yeah. and Looking pretty good now. Yeah, exactly. That's what these companies are doing. Tesla does it horrendously. Uh, but so the big thing is it's not recognized by the general accounting it's gap it's the gap principles the general well that's accounting redundant principles. general generally accepted accounting principles so it's not everyone reckon- knows those guys are fucking nerds oh they're huge dorks. and they never let you cheat on your taxes so companies are free to interpret formulas allowing them to veil companies can just do however they- it's their own made-up math Right, it's like and one of those can, like new age hippie schools. It's yes, like, it's however you think you should do it, Byron. Yeah, there's no wrong answers here. Byron, you mean Baron? Baron? Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. no wrong answers here, you Baron. Can major, it's like that new school at NYU where. Oh yeah, they, yeah. You can major in whatever you Just want. Just make up a major. Make up a major. It doesn't matter. Your parents are quite rich. Yeah. Byron. You want to major in pizza, Byron? It's Baron. Whatever, <laughs> dude. <laughs> uh, so. It allows companies to to veil their issues, and so it, you know it's just something to be aware of. If you see, if you see a company bragging about huge earnings, just look for the EBITDA. Uh, just look for the EBITDA thing. And if and, you meet a kid who made up a major at NYU, just look for the rich parents. Yeah. And then in other news, um, Mercado Libre. I'm fully just picking my nose. Just picked out a little boogie. What are you I don't doing, care, man. What are you doing? I had an itch and I wanted to get it out of there. All right, wait. We're running out of time. So, what do we want to do? Do we want to do? You want to do Robin Hood and AMC real quick? Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say fuck, fuck, fucker, fuck, which is what I put in the notes because I had the 850 strike calls on Meli, M E L I, Mercado Libre, the South American Amazon, and uh, they reported earnings, and I had sold my calls for about 27 bucks each, and as of today, they're oh probably about to. $150 each, so I left about, I don't know, $30,000 on the table because I had a couple of them. Well, we'll so that's up. fuck. <clears throat> that's fuck. We can fuck. make we can make that back with one podcast guest. DM us. Yes, Our, that's exactly right. 50 grand. We should have Vlad back on <laughs> to explain why they had to fire yeah. 25% of their workforce. They, and they got fined $30 million for crypto their crypto unit violating. That dude does not quit. Yeah. 
Their crypto unit violated anti-money laundering <laughs> and cybersecurity regulations. You know who? You know, I'd like that crypto unit to violate me if you know what I'm talking about. I know. What, what does that mean? That means I'd like to. I don't know, man. <laughs> but anyway, Vlad, friend of the show, we're always thinking about you. We hope. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we hope you bounce back. Well, um, he should just quit. Like I said, just quit, dude. Look at what happened with Michael Michael Saylor. And oh, Microsoft. you could be the next Michael Saylor, where your company's happy you left. Seriously. Like you literally have nothing to lose. Everybody forgets about you. Your stock rises because everybody's going to be like, "Oh, the guy's gone. Now we can have someone running the company who might do things differently." <clears throat> All right, we're going to do the next stuff in after hours. Yeah. So uh, coming um, up in after hours, lots of stuff actually. Uh, we we're going to talk about the new Spotify profile we have because we made a little playlist, which we'll tell you mm-hmm. more about. And you guys don't even know about this shit we're talking about. Yeah. Like, we're going to be talking about Taylor Swift. We're going to be talking about World jets. War Three coming. Oh, shit. Nuclear annihilation. We're going to be talking about the UPS trucks. Being hot, hot, hot. So that's it. If you want to go to uh, tmgstudios.tv and sign up now, you get all this shit. Plus, if you <laughs> sign up, you get not only access to the, the uh, after hours, but... You get ad-free versions of this show, so you don't have to hear us talking about shaving your balls right. and whatnot. So anyway, that's it for now. Like, comment, subscribe, do all that shit. We're getting so close to the kiss. So close. I to can the taste kiss. it. I can smell his garlicky breath. Hell yes. It smells like garlic constantly. I won't stop eating tzatziki ever, even before the kiss. What is zinziki? Tzatziki. Satsiki? Satsiki. I know how to pronounce it. Satsiki. That's wrong, I think. We're at 36.5 thousand subscribers. You know, I looked at socialblade.com, and it's projecting that we're going to hit. It's actually kind of sad because it projects that we'll hit 100,000 subscribers in like a fucking year. That sucks. Don't <laughs> let that happen. Yeah. Uh, hit smash that subscribe button, annihilate your computer, throw it into a river so that you can't unsubscribe from it. Hit the hit the bell button that will tell you, hey, dipshit, there's a new episode posted. None of you are even listening anymore because we are at the very end. We're not end. even here anymore. We're in after hours. What are you doing? Yeah. Go over there. Statistics show that Bye. the... But, Bye. Okay, so long. Bye. This week on After Hours. Oral Roberts, is that like an anal Johnson? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Cut it. Shut the fuck up. Isn't there a famous, like picture or video of an ape like just taking a frog and fucking it hey can we google that (laughs) sign up on tmgstudios.tv to watch the full bonus episode